Hey, how's life? This is Minister Joanne Williams from Grace on Display Ministries. Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. Learn how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Mr. John Williams, and welcome to the Art of Successful Living. If this is your first time tuning in, I just want you to know how much I appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. You know, it's becoming more and more difficult to remain vulnerable, trusting, and open these days. With all this global upheaval, divorce, disruption, stresses intruding into our protected space or unexpected relationship problems, we begin to feel insecure. Some may, some may not, but most are feeling insecure right now. We begin to doubt everyone and everything. Then I think, on the other hand, wouldn't it be too risky to be naive and trusting too naive and too trusting? What kinds of trust issues do we face today that were virtually non-existent only a decade ago? How can we best deal with events or situations that threaten to erode our trust and confidence? Proverbs chapter 3 verses 3 through 5 states, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There are three words that jump out at me, and they are trust, lean, and acknowledge. So let's start with trust. What is trust? The Oxford Dictionary defines trust as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. For example, we trust people who are benevolent towards us. We trust people who have integrity and whose actions correspond to their words. In other words, he or she is a man or woman of their word. We trust somebody we can count on to consistently do what's right. When it comes to an intimate relationship, we trust our partner if he or she is predictable, reliable, and honest. I know that sounds so boring because we want the wild, unpredictable partner. Wild thing. Dun, 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 dun. You make my heart sing. Seems like, you know, that's the, the end thing. That's what the world is looking for. Somebody that's unpredictable, that just is out there on a whim. You know, so that they surprise us and they're not doing the same thing the same way all the time. The only problem is, is that the wild thing usually cannot be trusted. Trust can also be defined as a verb. You know, being able to do something without fear or misgiving. Truth be told, many of us have been or are being cheated on, lied to, ghosted, and just generally treated like dirt. We naturally become jaded. If you have experienced some of these things I just mentioned, you have developed some 
major trust issues. Maybe not many, but some. Yet, trust is the foundation of all human connections, from chance encounters to friendships and intimate relationships. It governs all the interactions we have with each other. No one would drive a car or walk down a sidewalk, board a train or a plane if we didn't trust that the other people took their responsibilities seriously and would obey whatever rules applied to the endeavor at hand. We trust that other drivers will stay in their lanes, thank God, that conductors and pilots will be sober and alert, and that people will generally do their best to discharge obligations, their obligations towards us. Culture, civilization, and community all depend on trust. As Jeffrey A. Simpson says, trust involves the juxtaposition of people's loftiest hopes and aspirations with their deepest worries and fears. This description makes it clear why so many people have problems trusting or trouble trusting. For them, the benefits of closeness and intimacy are overshadowed by the possibility of pain and betrayal. Trust is built on, number one, the assumption that if you need help, you can turn to someone you trust. The second assumption is that if you need support, your close person will be there for you and happy to give it to you. Third, trust is built on the recognition that you will be comforted and relieved by the support you're given. Again, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, we read this counsel. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. This scripture comes with two admonitions, a warning and a glorious promise. The two admonitions Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And the second one being, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. Then we have the warning. Lean not unto thine own understanding. And then we have that glorious promise. He shall direct thy paths. So let's first discuss the warning. So here's this visual image that gives us so much to, to ponder, to, to chew on, to Think about the warning comes in the word lean not. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In the English language, the word lean has a connotation of physically listening or moving to one side. When we physically lean toward one side or moving to one side, being or moving into a sloping position, when we physically lean toward one side or another, we move off center. We are out of balance and we tip. Usually we tip over. When we spiritually lean to our own understanding, we lean away from our Savior. If we lean, we're not centered. We're not balanced. We're not focused on Christ. Brothers and sisters, remember in our pre-mortal life, we stood with the Savior. We trusted him. We voiced our support, enthusiasm, and joy for the plan of happiness set forth by the Heavenly Father. We leaned not. 
We aligned ourselves with the forces of God. After we were born, this battle between good and evil moved to earth. Once we received Christ into our lives, we again have the sacred responsibility to stand as a witness and put our trust in the Lord. The first admonition is to trust God. Bottom line is you can't even trust yourself. You can't trust yourself because if the right temptation comes along, it's all over. I remember one time I was preaching at this woman's event in Los Angeles. And, and after the event, I lingered around and, you know, because people would like to come up and, you know, they want to meet you and they want to ask questions and everything. So I answered their questions and then, you know, pretty much everyone had left. And there were about two people who were in the room and they were cleaning up. So I had put my things on a chair a couple of feet away from the podium I was speaking at. And I went to bend down and pick them up. And then all of a sudden, I felt an impression. You know what impression is, right? It was one I knew and I recognized. <laughs> Some man was standing behind me right up on my bottom. And my first thought was, how do I raise up without further pressure? You know, so I got a lot of junk in my trunk, so I'm trying to figure out what to do. So I tucked my bottom in and I came up very straight. I mean, very straight. I turned around and this man was a tall, handsome, good looking guy. I could smell a whiff of his cologne and I'm like, oh, wow. All of a sudden, I had a James Brown flashback. Baby, 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 but baby, I got that feeling now. Baby, baby, I got that feeling. <laughs> In my BC days before Christ, I would have cussed him out for standing so close to me. But as a Christian, I just said, excuse me, and got out of there as fast as I could without looking back. The key is trust God, love others. Let me say that again. The key is trust God. He's the only one you can trust. You can't even trust yourself. The second admonition is acknowledge God. You know, when someone gives you something, um, we usually say thank you. That's an acknowledgement. That's a, a gesture. Or, you know, when we, we see someone, we haven't seen them, and all of a sudden, you know, we walk up Hi, how you doing? A greeting. In other words, you're acknowledging the existence of that person or the truth of that person. So what I'm trying to say is that we need to be mindful of God. And then last but not least, that glorious promise, he shall direct thy path. That means that God will make your path straight. God will remove the obstacles from your pathway and bring you to your appointed goal. Let me just share this story with you. The story of this mountain climber. Once there was a man who used to climb mountains. One day he decided to climb a particular mountain. He was so confident in his own abilities that he didn't even bother doing research or trying to make a plan beforehand. One day, he just packed up his gear and headed out and got to the mountain and started to climb. 
When he got halfway up the mountain, he stopped. He ate some food and looked out and began to thank God for everything he had and for giving him this chance to see this beautiful world from that height. I mean, the view was breathtaking, these glorious, majestic, snow-capped mountains. He thanked God for this wonderful creation. The climber tarried a bit longer than he should have, and soon the sun was setting. The sky turned dark and the clouds started moving in. The man should have rested and continued climbing the mountain the next day, but still he continued his mission. He decided that he was going to thug it out. And because of all the clouds and heights of the mountains, the climber couldn't see anything and lost his way. Undaunted, the man continued to climb despite his disorientation and confusion. He thought God will guide and protect him. And with his faith, he kept climbing for hours and hours. Not even sure if he was moving up, down, or sideways. He continued climbing in the night and growing cold, moving by mere instinct and with what he thought to be faith to guide his path. And then, while reaching out over an outcrop ledge, he slipped and fell into the air, falling at great speed. He kept falling and falling. He was thinking about how close death was getting. As he fell, he started thinking about all the good and the bad memories of his life. It started to come to his mind when all of a sudden he felt the rope tied to his waist pulling very hard. He stopped falling and his body went limp in the air. Only the rope was holding him. And in that moment of stillness, he had no other choice and screamed, Help me, God! From out of nowhere, there came suddenly a deep voice from the sky that answered and said, What do you want me to do? The man replied, Save me. God said, Do you really believe that I can save you? The climber said, Of course I believe. God asked, Will you do exactly as I tell you? The man replied, of course I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Then God said, trust me. Trust me and cut the rope you have tied to your waist and free yourself and you'll be safe. There was a moment of silence. The rope was the only thing that was keeping the man from falling. The climber began to weep and clutch tighter to the rope. He felt cold and darkness wrap itself around him. The voice spoke no more. The next morning, the rescue team reported that the climber was found dead and frozen. His hands still clutched to the rope. He was hanging only three feet from the ground. So, what wisdom can we gain from this? Well, the first thing is, trust is not the absence of wisdom. Next, Lean not to your own understanding. Realize you don't know it all. You don't know what the future holds. You can't always see and know everything. You just can't outdo God. You can do everything in your power to take care of yourself, provide for yourself, and promote yourself. But God does it all better than you can. Lean on God's word and move forward. The fourth thing is trust or 
confidence is not to be found ultimately in human strength. Trust or confidence is not found in street smarts, human wisdom, or what's in your wallet. The ultimate object of reliable trust is almighty God. Like faith, trust is something that takes a little time to develop. You aren't going to wake up one day and begin trusting God with everything you are and everything you have. Because the fact is, doubt is constantly floating around in our heads and the key to defeating that doubt is being aware of it and being armed and ready to defeat it. Let's get right to these three practical steps towards trusting God. The first one is you have to make a decision not to worry. Secondly, you need to constantly monitor your thoughts and feelings. Lastly, saturate your heart and mind with the word of God. Oh, I can't say that one enough. Saturate your heart and mind with the word of God. That's all I have for today. Join us every Tuesday and listen to this podcast. Do yourself a favor. Share it with others and subscribe. Thanks and be blessed. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian followers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as they reflect on the love of God and the word of God. You know, it's one thing to say we love Jesus and we're going to follow him, but it's another thing to get up and do it. The question is, how can we do it well? The second goal of this podcast is to develop a deeper interest in and understanding of the Bible. Third, to encourage believers in Christ to not accept mediocrity. To encourage believers in Christ not to accept mediocrity, but instead to strive to reach their fullest potential in Christ. If you are looking for the power to endure challenges of the Christian life, live through temptations in our culture, and gain insight and wisdom for decision-making and deepen your walk with God, join us every week and listen to this podcast. Do yourself a favor and subscribe now.